Welcome to another episode of Ascend and Transcend. I'm your coach, Elizabeth, and today's guest is Katie Beecher, and she is a medical and spiritual intuitive. So what does that mean? She really focuses on how we heal from within through intuitive guidance, self-love, and physical and emotional support to really aid in a spiritual transformation. We talk about how past traumas can be stored in our physical bodies, and we also talk about how to move through those, how to listen to our intuitiveness, our spirit self to help guide us to the other side of that pain. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Katie, it is so great to have you on the show. I'm so excited for our chat. I think, you know, all of our listeners love and are really fascinated about this connection between everything kind of woo-woo, witchy, spiritual, intuitive, and how that can affect our very real life here, at least as we see it. And so I thought you would be an incredible guest to talk about not only a little bit about your journey. I think all of us probably have some sort of painful journey before we have these wonderful spiritual awakenings and these kind of breakthroughs. So if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners a little bit about your journey, I definitely identify with your eating disorder journey and then how that really kind of broke you open to this whole new awareness. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of good things come from a lot of crap, basically. Yeah. Uh, But but, so having said that, I feel like the bad things that have happened to me, especially the eating disorder, was one of the best things that ever happened. And when I I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family, also had a bullying experience. I went through puberty very early and girls in middle school can be pretty horrible. Oh, so there was that. And I put on 20 pounds in puberty. Didn't really think any of it. And one day I'm getting ice cream out of the freezer and my father says, you really shouldn't be doing that because you, you have put on weight and you don't need ice cream. And I was like, okay. So he's sitting there with this big huge belly. And I'm like, right, but dude, honestly. So of course I got the ice cream anyway, because I was like, screw you. But the very next day I started on my first diet hmm. and lost 20 pounds over the summer, did a thousand calories a day. Might as well go out all out. And then I could not sustain that for. Right. Uh, of course not. Right. Right. Nor should I have been able to sustain. And so I just kept gaining it back and losing gaining. And, and eventually it developed into very severe bulimia. Yeah. And I was throwing up three times a day and using laxatives and the whole thing. And I got to the point where I really just didn't want to live anymore because my existence was unbearable and I had a suicide plan. But yeah, it was it was a lot. And at that point, I was like 16. But something, someone, divine intervention, wanted me to continue to be here. Mm-hmm. And... One day I came home from school and I just decided I really don't want to die and my grandparents would miss me and I'd miss them. So I called our pediatrician, didn't tell anybody I was doing it and asked for the name of a therapist, told him what I was doing, which is the first time I had ever admitted to it to any, gave me the name of a Jungian counselor, Carl Jung, good stuff. And I started to go, paid for it myself, got there myself. Nobody was involved. It was just me. And I was ready. It worked really, really hard. And through that, I not only learned how to cope differently, cope better with the stresses of life. I also learned about how to get in touch with my intuition, mm. with 
self-love, with self-acceptance. I learned that my weird psychic abilities that I didn't even know how to put a label on, that I wasn't weird and I could talk to somebody about it. And I learned how to use those and how to heal myself with them. And so that was really the start of just deciding like there's so much more to yeah this existence and so I became a licensed counselor after that but I always worked really intuitively it was just such an innate part of me mm-hmm. and eventually I wasn't really trying for this but I started to channel um my clients dead relatives that's awesome I'm sure everybody wishes they could do that although it's kind of a curse too right then you just hear everything well, it was like, okay, wh- why is this happening? Where is this coming from? I talked to dead people before. I mean, I, I did it, but it wasn't, it was so clear. And just in, in wow. somebody else who I was working with as a client. And uh, it was somebody who also had an eating disorder and she'd been trying to get pregnant. And her grandmother came through and I just described where she played as a child and what she, the toys she played with and things her grandmother had said to her and it was almost like an out-of-body experience. And I realized at that point, I really couldn't push down these kids, And I had to learn more about them and explore. And um, yeah, so it kind of evolved into me being a medical and spiritual intuitive now. Yeah. yeah. I wonder too, Katie, I wanted to ask you, like, I feel like through a lot of addiction and pain and past traumas, I wonder if at least the things that are kind of self-controlled, right? Like eating disorders and things like that, addictions, if that could be a result or a manifestation of like the unconscious unawareness of these other gifts, like of other messages trying to come and you feel uncomfortable, right? So you're numbing in one way or another. And if instead you really just stay open to these intuitive abilities and to the messages that are coming, if that can help ease some of the burden or some of the pain that might be triggering some of these like toxic self, like these toxic behaviors. What yeah, is that's how I heal. That's how okay. I heal. Literally. I mean, yeah. if it were not for learning to connect to that intuition and the self-love, I would not be healed. And before we started recording, we were talking just started to talk about the spiritual and emotional underlying causes for things. Yeah. And it's so important. Um, I really believe that if I had not developed the eating disorder and did the healing part, that I just, I would have died from depression or something else because I was just so unhappy. And the eating disorder, it was so loud. And active yeah. and so painful that that was my motivation to get help and to make changes and to look at life differently. And I work with so many people who they come to me for an emotional or physical thing. And sometimes they've been to a million different people and they haven't yeah. gotten help and, and all that. And a lot of them just want to know, how do I feel better? And they don't make the connection between their relationships or childhood stuff or the fact that they hate their jobs or that they don't have a voice and can't stand up for themselves or so many things that humans do. And if we keep pushing down our feelings and keep pushing down our true self, 
And I really believe that symptoms develop to get our attention to say, you know what, you you need to make changes in a lot of areas, including self-care. Totally. I couldn't agree more. There's so many people that come to me and they'll be talking about like, how do I just make more money and get a different job and do all this stuff? And I'm like, right. But like, what's going on? <laughs> like, how how do you feel? And then some of them are like, I'm having debilitating migraines twice a week. And I'm like, okay, so that's something. Like, that is a product of you being in dis-ease with a part of your life. And I think for me, with my eating disorder too, my battle with bulimia, it was like, there was this kind of moment, right? Like your dad with the ice cream. I had a boyfriend who in his mind lovingly grabbed my thigh as I was sitting down once and just kind of jiggled it like like you would grab a baby's thigh or something. And it was like, oh, okay, now I'm all of a sudden very aware of that and that this isn't okay. And this was before the booty love that came with Kardashian and Lopez, all that. It was Kate Moss era, right? And right. And so I and I was not disciplined enough to do a thousand calories like I would just exercise like crazy after a a binge or purge. And it was like and it did. It swallows you. And I think not enough people are talking about how loud these addictions can be, because really, that's what it is at the root. Absolutely. And in my book, I talk about these women who are just walking out and you can see them and they're just skeleton. I mean, they're just literally shells of themselves. But as long as they have the Lulu's on and their kids are in a private school and they're driving the Range Rover and everything looks good, we're good. But they're suffering. Like some of those people I look at and I'm like, gosh, like I have empathy because there's no way that it took this much work to put on this image outwardly facing. Like, are you really listening to that 75% non-physical piece of you that's trying to guide you? I doubt it, right? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they go to all these practitioners and natural and traditional. Yeah. And like, what is wrong with me? Fix me. And there there are physical manifestations that are real. Absolutely. But those things are not the root causes for the pain that you feel. So how do we get that support and that guidance and that kind of alleviation then of some of these root causes. Like in your experience, Katie, can you give us an example of like if somebody is dealing with something and then how they can get a little bit more in tune with their intuition to help relieve some of that suffering? Yeah, that's, I mean, whenever I do a reading for anyone and I start my book off this way too, it's about connecting to your intuition. Now, when I say intuition, to me, what I mean is a loving force that we are all connected to. It's a source of unconditional love and acceptance. It's something that is always with you, keeping you safe, that you can go to for guidance also. But it's sort of like a perfect bodyguard or a perfect parent that most of us didn't have Mm -hmm. that is always with you all the time. So it's a... People just think about intuition as something that, like a psychic thing or whatever, prediction thing. And that's not what I talk about at all. It's really is this, it's like this perfect friend that you have with you all the time. Right. And if if you're connected with that, even if you're by yourself, you're not alone. A lot of addiction comes from feeling alone and unsupported and like overwhelmed and not empowered. So- That is really the first step. And 
when I started to do this, I had no concept of what self-love meant. Like, right. I think a lot of people don't. Right. Or self or any of that. So I decided that I would, I have a technique in my book that I talk about that's like my favorite thing. But when I first started, I didn't know how to connect with intuition. So I decided that instead of using intuition, I would use the word God. And wasn't a religious thing at all. It was like our source, where we came from. It, people can use a tree or they can use a, a loved one in spirit that they felt close to or whatever you want. But for me, it was God as a source that loved me no matter what I did. There was no judgment, unlike my family. So I really think that that is where you need to start is a self-acceptance, a getting to know yourself without judgment. Yes. Anything about you. It could be that you have brown hair. Like it doesn't, all these little things add up to who we are. So just getting to know you and then figuring out what's important to you and starting to form that relationship with a a loving source. And often that's a part of us. Yeah. And I think so much of that comes from like, like people might be like, okay, but tactically, (laughs) like, I think you do have to get still. And I think there's a lot of resistance to traditional meditation or stillness in general. And when people have really strong resistance to it, I always ask them, like, what are you afraid to hear? Like, what are you afraid will come through? But sometimes the voices of obligation and especially if you're like a working mom, all the other stuff you have to do, it just doesn't seem like it's a good use of time to sit. So what do you say to that? Like, do you feel like the stillness is a critical piece here? Oh, my God. So much. I think that people are very afraid to feel pain very afraid to listen to that intuitive voice, which we all have. You don't have to be a medium. We all get, here's things in our head. We all, I need to do this. I need to do that, whatever. And it feels so overwhelming and so scary because you feel like you have to change your entire life. And the more we push that little stuff down, even if it like, I'm tired right now and I need to sit down. Well, or I need to go to bed earlier. I mean, we push stuff down all the time. But everything you push down means that you're pushing down your intuition and your body. Like there's no connection to your body. So if you're cut off, right. you can't listen to what it's trying to say to you. Um, so and the scariest thing about recovery for me wasn't giving up the eating disorder addicted behavior. It was sitting with myself and allowing myself to love me. Yeah. Accept me and just get to know me and admit that I was not perfect. I didn't have to be perfect. I had flaws. I had, and I mean, of course it was there anyway, but like, I guess right. I would, there's some illusion that if I didn't think about it, I wouldn't be there. Right. And I, I love what you said too about we are going to have to like understand why it is we're so avoidant of listening to ourselves. But a question I get asked so much is like, how can you tell what's your intuition and what is maybe your egoic mind or the negative Nancy? I think it's Michael Singer that calls it like the unfriendly roommate. Like, which is the roommate who's trying to drag us down, resistance, and what's the intu- the intuitive voice? So I think that's a great question. I get asked a lot, a lot too. I tell people, sometimes when I talk to my intuition, it just sounds like a voice in my head sounds like me. It does not have, you don't have to have angels appear in front of you or fireworks go off or, or whatever, or feel like you're having an out-of-body experience. It just sounds like you. It's just a thought. 
Exactly. Or, Got it. or I see an image in my head or whatever. Okay. Thing. Yep. So people think that if they're not, quote, intuitive, that they're going to be wrong or they're going to make a mistake. And, you know, what if I listen and then I actually have to do the thing that phrase, right? So what I try to keep in mind is it really doesn't matter where the information is coming from, whether it's from your intuition, whether it's from your mind, whether it's from your experience. If it resonates with you mm -hmm. and makes you think and feels like, okay, I need to consider that, then it's good information and you don't need to put a label on it. Got it. But if it's something that makes you feel really anxious, like it could also be that you need to do the thing. But if it if it creates more anxiety, if it feels like it's coming from a place that does not resonate with you, mm -hmm. maybe it's you can equate it to words that somebody told you in your past who was not a healthy person or. Right. You know what I mean? So if it, yeah. if it feels like it just resonate with you or doesn't bring you health or happiness or something to chalk up to old tapes. Yeah. I tell people, I love that. I think that that's really good information, Katie. And I, I, my go-to is, is I'm like, listen, if it's your soul or if it's your intuition, it's likely going to be a message that's going to help you expand and have deeper experiences here. And maybe they will trigger some fear, but it's usually like the good kind of right. fear. It is like, yeah, I really should do that. And the voice that is not your intuition is the resistance, right? That is the voice that's like, you're no good. Why are you even thinking about this? Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about anybody else and take care of yourself at all costs, like, it, like but in a negative way. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I think like your soul doesn't shit talk you and doesn't try to make you feel bad about yourself. So that's not the intuition. If that's the voice that you're being guided by, then you're getting bad information. Totally. Or something that's saying self-harm stuff. Right. That whatever. It's, it's still okay to you take drugs or smoke or do whatever thing, like right. rational thing, like whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's like more fear. And the other thing I tell people to remember is that you have a choice. So let's say you're faced with, okay, I know I need to leave this relationship and I'm terrified yeah. and I don't know where to start. Just welcome the information. You're yeah. Like, okay. I hear you. I get it. Maybe you can ask it, how do I start? Where's, where's a good starting point? Why do I feel so overwhelmed? I have a yeah. conversation that I talk about that in my book. Why does it scare me so much? Explore it. But you can also say, you know what? I know I need to do that. But right at this very moment, I'm really overwhelmed. And I need to check in with you tomorrow about that. Yeah. I can't put you down altogether, but we do have a choice. Right. No, I love that. I tell people too, they're like, well, I'm waiting and I'm listening. And I, I'm a big advocate for like, get an angel sign, right? Like sometimes you need something to override your rational brain that wants to dismiss everything as not your guides, not your intuition, nothing like that as coincidence, right? There are no coincidences, like all of that stuff. And I say, like, get, get comfortable with asking those kinds of questions. And you can be very specific. I feel like they're up there just oh my God, yeah. waiting, right? They're like, like, please tell me that your dead grandmas don't want to help you. Like, like they're up there. Your ancestors all a lot of times probably sacrificed a whole lot so that you could be in a position that you're in to do things that maybe they didn't get to experience in their physical manifestation that time. So I feel like 
it's not just us. We don't just owe it to ourselves. Sure. We owe it not only to the people around us to help inspire them, but you owe it to these other entities that really, at the end of the day, like my biggest fear is going up, maybe it is, into the other dimension. And them giving me like this, the, the shady eyes, like, come on, like, what are you doing? <laughs> we were helping you in a very loving way. But like, I don't want to let them down either. And I don't want to let myself down. And, and I think when we try to detach from this physical plane and this presence because, with drugs or with food or with reality TV, right. we're missing out on being really totally present here. You chose to come down here right now in this body to have this, right? So don't numb it out. Like you really just try to experience it, even if it does feel uncomfortable, right? It, and it often will. And I mean, we're doing generational healing. Every, everyone here, we're all spiritual teachers just by our very actions. Our kids are watching us, our family's watching us, whatever. But but we are spiritual teachers just by living and, and doing the things we do. So I think that if we want the world to be a better place overall, the more that we can expand and grow and do whatever it is we need to do here, the better on yeah. everybody will be. So has anybody ever like on these on calls that you have, right? For some of these like readings and things and intuitive, what is like your specialty? Is it receiving guidance to kind of understand a root cause for like a physical ailment that somebody's experiencing? It's everything. Okay. I literally the 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 readings that I do, I get someone's name and age. Mm -hmm. I create a four page, very extensive report. Okay. And if anything, I would say my specialty is being able to link all of the things that are going on in a person's life and that have happened to them previously, link it all together and say, okay, how is this impacting you now? And what can you do to have a happier existence now, grow and move forward? So it's wow. very, I practically and woo at the same time. Who doesn't uh, want that? <laughs> right. Very extensive. And I also create an intuitive soul painting that goes along with it to give people more information. Wow. So it's very, we cover like everything in in our sessions. So there's no, there's no limit. There's yeah. no, it's whatever my guides bring up and whatever my clients bring up too. We should have had a session before this because right, I'm right. definitely going to get one. But tell us just really quickly about your book. So it's called Heal From Within, a guidebook to intuitive wellness. And I tell my story. I tell a lot of client success stories and it's very inspirational. And I really take people through one of my readings that they can do on their own, find your stuff, figuring out which chakras it fits in, really details information about the chakras, where all your issues fit, how they link together, what you can work on first, right. and how to work on things. Yeah. And it's like, um, and teaching people how to connect to intuition and their bodies. And there's a lot of, there's like, the index is 10 pages long, so there's tons and tons of different topics in it. Great. And then at the end, there's a list of different issues and things that you can look up more. Great. And, but yeah, it's it, right. Look, I was told to write when I was 16 and healing. So how about that? See, everybody listening, you could have a book living in you. I always tell people that. I'm like, listen, I think all of our stories, like we're all miraculous to be here, right? And everybody's like, who am I to write a book? And I'm like, who are you not to? Like, right. There are all sorts. And maybe you had an into a nudge a while ago and you're just, maybe that's something you're burying. But if you are, then book a session with Katie Beecher. I know I am. I really am grateful for your time today. I think you dropped a lot of insight on us. And hopefully this can put some people on a path to get better aligned with their intuition.
That'd be wonderful. Thank you. All right. I really appreciate it.